This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production, with your hosts, Beaming Bob, Worthy Wade, and Monarchical Mark. This week, the Taps dissect that which is most important for their continued travails through the art of entertainment. And, truth be told, tis the very key to success in all life's endeavours. Yes, it's time for self-confidence. Please secure thyself help books and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Distractable. I am your previous week's winner, Wade, and I will be hosting today. I'm joined by Mark and Bob. Hey, boys. Hello. Uh, I want to say before we get started, congratulations, Wade. Big win. Very proud of you. You really deserved it. Thank you. Two points. Oh, man, you don't have to do that, but thank you so much. You're so generous oh. and handsome. Thanks, <laughs> but no more points. That's okay. Wow. It's up to you. You're the judge. What a suck up. Look at this guy. Oh, no, no, Bob. I'm just giving credit where credit is due. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And, Bob, you were very wise to make him the winner. He clearly outperformed me last time. So thank you for your wise judgment in the last one. You don't have to suck up to me. I don't do anything for you. Oh, who's sucking up? We are opponents today. Oh, but uh, I, I'm trying to be amicable. Right, Wade? Hmm. One more point. All right, you talked me into it. Damn. Oh, you're so sweet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Bob, just so we're starting off on even footing, I'm going to give you three points as well. All <laughs> right, that seems fair. <laughs> wise decision, Wade. Thank you. Very <laughs> wise. Very <laughs> good decision. Great. Good stuff. <laughs> oh, man, that felt good. I don't know why. Very amicable of you, Mark. <sighs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm amicable. Amicable. All right. <clears throat> so, how's life, uh, Mark? Are you doing pretty well? <laughs> oh, good. You know, just uh, all smiles and sunshine. Very fun life. A lot of Elden Ring. Way too much Elden Ring. Oh, really? Incredible amount of Elden Ring. Yeah, I've been enjoying that one, too. Uh, I've been playing that with Gar, yeah. which apparently is wrong. According to half the internet, if you play uh, the game using any items, armor, or playing with other people, you're playing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm okay with that. I have heard that. If you don't start with a wretch and never level up, if you stay maidenless the whole time, you never do anything, no armor, only the beginning club, you're not doing it right. I don't know what the record is now. I've not really kept up with it, but I saw someone beat the game in like 20 to 30 minutes or something. Thing. like they i know speedrunners are crazy but like i can't even imagine winning the first fight within the first 20 to 30 minutes <laughs> oh my god that first fight not not talking about that that horse guy but the margit margit god yeah yeah me too i know stuff about that you haven't been playing it Bob? i played it once and it felt kind of like I was wandering around a bunch of empty fields. Right. You don't like Souls games. That's it. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, I remember now. Okay. But it's, oh, the open world is fun. It's fun with another person. I would never play this alone, uh, it's, though. Uh, play with it's us, not, Bob. Play with it's us. It's fine. I, isn't the multiplayer jank? Isn't all the Souls multiplayer No, no. This, this multiplayer is a little better. It's a lot better than usual. It's better than the other ones was. Because eh. you can actually be in the open world with other people. Mm. And you, you, the other people can still loot in the world. Uh, so if you're like going picking herbs or whatever, they can pick up herbs too. If you kill something and it drops something, they get something too. Uh, whereas before summoning, they didn't get any benefit besides killing the boss and getting some blood or souls or rune. Yeah, they were basically just following you around like the 
little ghost bitch. I think only specific like set drops are the only thing you can't loot from someone else's world. So like stuff that's like one of a kind or you're not supposed yeah, to, be able to yeah. farm that easily. Yeah, absolutely. But most stuff, yeah, you can go and pick flowers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I will say I played it once and I, I enjoyed it. I liked the combat. I played it as a samurai. It was fun. Probably going to revisit it. But a thing I'm excited for, mm -hmm. have you guys ever seen the no-hit Soulsborne speedruns where you play every From Software game starting with uh, like Demon Souls or whatever, the first one, through the most recent one without ever getting hit by an enemy a single time? No. Wait, what happens if you take a hit? Oh my God. You run over. You start <gasps> over? You start back over, dude. Oh, how long does that take? Uh, That is a good question. Soulsborne no hit run. There's a nine hour and 52 minute <gasps> long YouTube video oh. of the happy hob doing the Soulsborne Echo no hit run. Oh. So that means that was probably the successful run, right? That doesn't yeah. even count all the failures. Oh my God. Yeah. So Polygon has an article about it. It's five games Bloodborne, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2, Demon Souls, Dark Souls 3, and then Sekiro, I think, is also in that now, technically. But uh, yeah. <sighs> Good. God. Now, is that specifically taking a hit from an enemy? Any hit. Because I know in, like, one of them, you had to, like... Any hit. One of the speedrun strats was to, like, jump down this thing, and you took, like, damage from falling. I don't think fall damage counts. Okay. Yeah, probably not. That's not a hit. I'm not an expert or anything, but I believe it's no hits from enemies. Yeah. yeah no hit would be different than no damage, I think. Yeah. Oh, I can't even imagine. Speedrunners are a different breed. Whoever does that is just, like, the next level of insanity. I could not because i can't even play a game without getting hit ever i count on getting hit <laughs> yeah i get a bigger health bar so i can get hell a lot because i know i'm gonna get hit wait so in a game like elden ring where there's a scripted first boss fight that they expect you to lose but you can win they win that fight you have to win that fight with no hit you can't take any hits and you start from like character creation in each game oh my oh. god yes oh. yes oh yes Oh, anyway, I st I was feeling better. Now I feel worse about my yeah. skills and everything. So I'm excited for that. Okay, good. That's just insane. Yeah, you gonna try that? I feel like this new game, the Elden Ring, might be the game that pushes it into the area of maybe unachievable because it's just too long. Oh my God, yeah. Well, if they've got to, if they've got to fight all the bosses, maybe. But like people are beating it in. 20 to 30 minutes, like I said, so. Is, is that no hit run all bosses or just the story bosses? So it doesn't say necessarily, but it, I mean, so this run took 10 hours, right? This <sighs> run on the Happy Hobbs YouTube channel on October 24th, 2021, he did Sekiro, Bloodborne, Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 without getting hit. <sighs> It had to be glitchless, right? Or at least it had to be like no major exploits or skips. Because yeah, each of these games individually, if you're a speedrunner, it's totally possible to beat. I know it's possible to beat like Dark Souls 3 in like like under 30 minutes, 26, I want to say or something. Is it like uh, that Zelda game, um, the newest one, what the frick was it called? Breath of the Child. Breath of the Child, Wild. that's it. Breath of the Child, uh, where you can technically go to the boss like right away. I mean, kind of. Huh. There are there are like skips and things you could do to basically circumvent having to go and open doors and do the long way. There's all kinds of there's funny stuff. I know in I think it's in Dark Souls three. There's funny stuff about triggering the death camera without actually dying because huh. the death camera plane is a different plane than the death plane on some like some fall locations. <laughs> and if you like trigger the death camera, assets stop loading, so you can walk through like unloaded air. There's all kinds of like bugs and things. You 
you can do to exploit. Weird. But yeah, no. So it's going to be 12 hours or something. You have to do 12 hours straight of Soulsborne whatever games perfection. Oh, this is insane. How do you discover this kind of stuff in a game? Like, how do you even figure that stuff out? You just play it a lot, I guess. I mean, it, you have the added benefit of people have been playing those games since Demon Souls first came out so many years ago. So they, they're used to the formula and they're used to how it plays, but still. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Well, now that we're all feeling a little bit worse about ourselves, <laughs> uh, that brings me to today's topic, actually. It was a good segue. Really? Yeah. Today's topic is uh, very generally self-esteem. Mm, that's a great topic, and that was a great segue. You really know how to bring the topic back to the order of conversation. Thank you. Two points each. What? Oh, thanks. <clears throat> yeah, no problem. If I get points deducted, is it, is it both of us? I'll think about it. Fuck you. Wait, fuck you. All right, minus one point for Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Live and learn, right, buddy? <sighs> I love you. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'll take that under advisement. <laughs> All right, okay, self-esteem, sure. I don't have to say anything. This episode's off to a great start. I love it. <laughs> keep going, Mark. Okay, I'll keep going, man. I feel like it's me on the other side. This is my, it's like whenever I'm a contestant. I don't know how this topic came to me. I guess it's just one of those things where I was talking to, to Molly and some friends about life and stuff. And, you know, it's obviously been a tough couple of years. Life's just hard in general. Been a lot going on. Every year it feels like there's some major event that's just super stressful we can't avoid. And it reminded me of, like, I don't know, like high school, junior high days. Those came back to me for some reason. And I remember just, I was so not confident back then. And I still wouldn't say, like, I... I think I'm all that in a bag of potato chips, but I'm definitely comfortable in my own skin. And like the faults that I know I have, my imperfections, both physically and my capabilities, mentally, whatever, I'm just, I'm aware of them and I accept them now. And it made me wonder like, self-esteem is such a difficult thing. And how in the world did I go from someone who like never felt confident doing anything to like, we went on tour and stood on stage and performed in front of thousands of people across the world. Uh, we talk in front of our audiences every day on YouTube videos, this podcast, uh, Twitch channels, so on and so forth, social media. Like that seems so daunting when you think about it. And yet it's one of the easiest things I feel like I've ever done in my life. And just like, I don't know, it got me thinking like, how did we go from being who we were maybe you guys always had self-confidence and were comfortable doing this kind of stuff maybe you still don't i don't know i can't speak for you guys but like for me i just i'd, I'd, I'd like to understand and maybe help anyone out there listening like understand how we went from like mm, nope i can't do that to well we don't know if we try because it, it's such a simple thing to think about but so hard to actually do hmm that that is a good question I mean, are you looking for stories? Because I don't really have stories. It's more just like anything, honestly, anything related to the topic that you guys want to talk about. Uh, just for me, that's how I that's how the subject came to mind. And I was just like, you know, I feel like that's relevant to literally everyone out there. Everyone out there has low self-esteem, high self-esteem, arrogance so somewhere in the middle. Like everyone has thought about like, man, am I an arrogant person? Do I think too low of myself? Do I think too high of myself? Like, do I suck? Am I great? I don't like, you know, who knows? You know what this reminds me, uh, reminds me of not really like exactly related, but did you guys ever go to one of those leadership workshops like when you were young? 
not when I was young. Nobody believed in me, so. <laughs> they were going to send you to a workshop. <laughs> Seems like a wasted, you know, resource, really. I did some, like, law stuff in high school, like, forums on law where, like, leadership and stuff was a part of it. Like, do you guys know Buckeye Boys State, where it's, like, the Ohio government simulation? Buckeye Boys Buckeye State? Boys that? That sounds weird. <laughs> so, they, I went up to, um, I think it was in Bowling Green, Ohio. I went to, like... Bowling Green College or Ohio, I don't remember where Ohio I went. Buckeye Boys State. But we basically ran this simulation of the Ohio government where we had someone run for governor. We had like the whole law segment. So like I was president of the Bar Association and I ran a law firm. Wow. And then we had like, there was just all these different parts of the Ohio government we were simulated for like a full week. That's super cool. Oh, I look, I'm on the OhioBuckeyeBoysState.com oh, yeah. website, which now that mm -hmm. I've mentioned that is going to crash. Thank you, everybody listening. Um, Neil Armstrong's in their Hall of Flame, a Hall of Flame, fame, fame. Wow, the <laughs> Hall of Flame. A lot of astronauts, actually. Can I just say, like, this website is from 1993, and this is clearly from another time. It says it was established in, I don't even know, a long time ago. Uh -huh. Why is it men? <laughs> um, is this operated on the assumption that women can't win political office, or? So, <laughs> from what I... What I remember is because we all had to like stay in dorms together. I think that they had like um, a guy's version and a girl's version. Cause I think there was a, a mm. girl's version running simultaneously as ours. Like boy scout, girl scout kind of thing. But they didn't want us all staying together. Cause I guess they were afraid we would all get together and fuck a lot and not do uh, what we were supposed to. I don't know. Weird. I looked up Buckeye Girls State. There is a website. Let me see what it is. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, sponsored by the American Legion Auxiliary of Ohio, which I think is the same thing as the Buckeye Boys. Yeah, American Legion. Oh, the Buckeye yeah. Girls State has a way better website. Yeah, way better. Also, the Buckeye Boys State is apparently from the future because at the top right, it says June 12th to 19th, 2022. And I'm pretty I think sure that's, that's when it's scheduled for. Oh. The Girls State <laughs> is also scheduled for June 12th to June 18th, 2022. Uh, Ah, okay, I see, I see. Uh, <laughs> well, this is an interesting subset of the American culture that I did not know about. Oh, very fascinating. Okay, so they just don't want any you know, making out or other shenanigans. Right. Fine. Still strikes as weird to me, but fine. Yeah, no, I agree. Now in hindsight, looking back, it is a little strange. Okay, so this isn't quite what I did, though. The leadership workshop that I went to was more of a seminar, I think, than just a workshop, as you might imagine it in your mind. It was, uh, you remember our, you know, panels that we did at, at PAX. How do you differentiate a seminar from a workshop? Is a seminar more just like they talk at you? I think so. Seminar is like a TED talk. Yeah, exactly. You just listen. Workshop, you're actually involved in it. Got yeah, it. and that's what this was. There was some participation, but as I will explain later, it was not exactly... Uh, <laughs> it was weird. So we're in a room that fits a thousand people. It's like, you know, like a panel. If you've ever been to a convention, you've gone to a panel, you see people talking up on stage, you sit in a big room, big, big room. I think this must have been freshman year of high school. They send it out because we were in marching band and it was to build leadership and give you leadership abilities and more importantly, self-confidence, uh, which is a core tenet of leadership according to this seminar. Uh, so I go in the room and I'm sitting like in the middle of everything, you know, kind of off the side a little bit i can't really see the stage too well but apparently the core tenet of being a leader is jumping up on your chair and shouting real loud so <laughs> there must have been people in the crowd that have gone to these workshops before because he's got a routine you know he how we doing oh 
hi ho, Cincinnati! And then, you know, suddenly, like I just got there, and as soon as he says that, like half of the audience jumps up on their chair and stands <laughs> on their seat what? and is yelling as loud as they can. The hell? And I look around and I'm just like, what is happening? And the guy is pointing to these people like, you, 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 you guys are real <laughs> leaders. I can see it in your eyes. You went to a Limp Biscuit concert on accident? Yeah. And he, he says, uh, you guys, all of you still sitting, Look to those that are standing on their seats and see how they took initiative. They showed leadership. And so literally the entire hour-long seminar was all about trying to get us to be confident enough, quote-unquote, to stand on our seats and cheer loudly so that others can see how unafraid you are, right? Everyone in the entire room suddenly turned into the mode where they're just hunting for that opportunity. The guy on stage is like, all right, we're going to talk about communication, direct one-on-one -on -one communication. And it's like a total, it's just like a mundane sentence. And one kid in the back just jumps up and is like, yeah, and the guy's like, no, no, read the room. Nope. You're not a leader. You don't understand it yet. Keep listening. And now stand on your seats. That's that's almost exactly how it actually was. It, it was legitimately throughout the entire hour-long session, he would have, I forget what the cue was, but it was some psychological control word that he would say, and everyone would be like, oh, and then he got half the crowd to shout at the other half, and half the crowd to shout at the other half, and all for the, the, the true essence of leadership to be burned into our brains. But in reality, for everyone listening at home, that is obviously not leadership. And also, it's not confidence either, because confidence and self-confidence comes from an understanding of yourself and being accepting of who you are as a person for your your faults and your whatever the opposite of faults is. What is the word? Strengths? Strengths, yeah. Your strength and your weaknesses. Weaknesses. <laughs> Will, roll it back. Uh, <laughs> Give me another try, that one. <laughs> your strengths and your weaknesses. I hope and he does roll it back, because then everyone's going to wonder why the hell you said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping when he rolls it back, it's just like rewinds. And then it makes me seem less stupid. I, I'm guessing mm -hmm. I seem more mm -hmm. stupid now. My self-confidence is plummeting. Guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, how could you do this, Will? How could you do this, Will? How could you do this to me? Uh, but but uh, what I took from that, and what I left from that is that everyone in that room seemed really stupid. Uh, and it's kind of a weird jaded take to come from that. But even now, as I'm older and I have done a lot of public speaking, you guys, I mean, Wade, you were saying it from the get-go, this topic is like, we have done incredible amounts of public speaking and we have been in front of crowds of thousands of people. We have done streams in front of thousands of people. And that, I think... Honestly and truly, that doesn't phase me anymore. It doesn't rob anything from me. And and there is something fun about being on stage and getting people to jump on their seats or getting hyped up. We did that during our show a lot, but we just wanted people to be excited. It doesn't automatically make them leaders if they are like really responsive to us going like, hey, everybody shout this side, shout at that side. You know, it's interesting. And it's fascinating. I'm going to jump off your topic, Mark. Sure, go for it. This inspired me to think about how people have, basically what you're talking about, how people have tried to teach myself and people around me, like confidence and self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And I think what's really interesting is I think it's 
the variety of ways that people can derive confidence and improve how they view themselves and like how they feel about it themselves is really interesting to me because if you google like oh, how do i how do i gain confidence how do i gain how do i improve my self-esteem and, and build myself up i'm googling a it. a lot of a lot of stuff will come up and there's a lot of common themes, one of which is like positive affirmations, mm -hmm. right? Look in the mirror in the morning before a big meeting and say, I am going to kill this meeting. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a big success. Stuff like that makes me die inside. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm too, I don't know. I'm too sarcastic. I'm too jaded. I don't know what it is, but like I, if I'm doing that, if I'm standing looking in the mirror, talking to myself, uh -huh. it's a bad thing for me. It does not feel <laughs> That's good. A low moment. It, it means means that I'm I've reached a point where I'm like mocking myself mm -hmm. I stand in the mirror and I'm like look at you you fat fuck mm -hmm. you didn't even shave this morning uh -huh. and maybe if I could stomach doing the positive affirmation thing maybe it would help more than I mm -hmm. think it would but like the fact that that doesn't work for me doesn't mean that that's terrible advice or anything yeah. I think it's very interesting that I'm sure a lot of people all they need is to remember and say to themselves in a positive way like you can do this you know what you're worried you're anxious you're not confident but you can do this yeah you're you're ready you've prepared yeah but like it's a wide I don't know does that work for you guys the positive affirmation thing you ever do that I've never tried it like that really what that reminds me of is do you know David Goggins uh that is a familiar name but I can't connect it to anything okay so David Goggins is an insane man not literally he his lifestyle is insane and that's not an insult because I believe he would agree if he heard me say that he he is just like the most outrageous, like sheer brute force of willpower kind of person and proponent of that, that you'll ever hear about or meet. He has this thing he calls the accountability mirror, which is kind of like what you're saying. It's not a positive affirmation thing. It's an accountability to look at your shortcomings. You you look at yourself in the mirror. This is his philosophy, not mine. Um, I agree with some parts of it, but if you learn about David Goggins, you will see why I say he's an insane man, but he, he has this mirror that he make sure he goes back to he's got post-it notes all over the mirror that like say the things that he wants to do and anytime quote he feels like a bitch inside he looks at himself in the mirror and he'd be like are you just like do you not want to do it or are you just a bitch you know and you got to go do it and suck it up and his big quote is stay hard you know he's like you gotta punch life in the teeth stay hard you gotta you gotta go the distance doesn't matter if you feel bad you gotta go doesn't matter if it rain stay hard and, uh, you know, it, you can't help but feel a little bit of inspiration for it because it's one of those things where he he does do talks and he does do stuff like that. And he does like inspirational stuff. But really, all he does is just he does crazy stuff. He runs ultra marathons all the time. He was like a Navy SEAL. He did the training three times um, because on the first time he like exploded his knee. And then the second time he almost died. And but he kept coming back because he stays hard. And uh, like that brand of self-confidence is interesting interesting because he in interviews will say he's an introvert and you know he doesn't really like being in the public eye or I think I've heard him say that before but he is just like the most single-minded person with the only goal of being the hardest man alive willing to do whatever it is and again I don't know if that's specifically self-confidence but it kind of taps into my understanding of self-confidence of being assured in what you are as a person and what you want and, and your goals if you try to follow what he does you'll probably die because a, an ultra marathon is a hundred miles God. 100 uh -huh. miles I don't even want to drive a hundred miles that's a <laughs> 
long time. <laughs> Shit. I don't even know if I can watch something that's 100 minutes long, much less than 100 miles yeah, long. Yeah, man. It's, it's nuts. And these races, it's kind of like that Dark Souls no-hit run. It takes, uh, like, if you're running a good 100 miles, I think it takes, like, 18 hours, God. maybe even 20. Like, it can take all day. And if you're running a very fast one, I'm sure it's it's quicker than that. But for the average person who's doing an ultra marathon, and average of an ultra marathon is still extremely high up there. Uh, it's just kind of crazy. It's kind of nuts to think about. So the the kind of stuff you can push yourself to do with sheer willpower alone is incredible. But I'm not 100% sure that boils down to uh, high self confidence. You know, I mean, he certainly is confident in the fact that I'm sure he knows people think he's completely out of his mind. Mm -hmm. And he's like, doesn't matter. Stay hard. Exactly. And that's kind of he, he embraces that. And like he's he's a nut but he does it god damn it exactly and I mean, it works for him i don't know random aside here mark do you remember that video you did where you had to do a hundred thousand steps yeah oh that was a good one i didn't even make it so apparently there's about two thousand steps per mile so if he's doing a hundred miles in a day two thousand times a hundred is mm -hmm. am i wrong at saying two hundred thousand steps and those are running steps so those are different i think that's accounting for the stride length because if it was two thousand steps a mile it'd be like two and a half feet per step so that's those are big steps even so wouldn't that be even harder on your body like your knees and stuff to be oh running god that yeah oh my god i don't yeah. think anyone was questioning whether ultra marathons are hard uh -huh. <laughs> i'm just trying to think figure out like because i remember that video where you like you talked about that for a while how that was like one of the worst things you ever tried to do i don't know anyway it was just a random aside it, it was hard because it took all day that's what it was and th that's what all that is about it's the psychological aspect it's like doing the same thing it's so monotonous and, and you can imagine doing anything for 18 hours straight going if you worked an 18 hour shift and i like i've done it before i've done it several times i've pulled all nighters and stuff it's awful you just want to not do that thing at like hour 14 yeah at hour 10 you just don't want to do it so like pushing through that there was another guy his name's cliff young in australia there's a race called the sydney to melbourne ultra marathon and it's literally as it sounds and you guys have flown that distance australia is pretty big so australia to uh or uh, sydney to melbourne is 537 miles and this race is ordinarily a like week-long race people will run all day for like 18 hours and then we'll stop and sleep and then they'll get up in the morning and they'll do it again 537 miles of that this guy though cliff young he was a farmer he wasn't really even a runner but on his farm he was used to running along his fence line to check it pretty much every day so he would be running for hours and hours and hours all day checking his fence pretty regularly whereas the other athletes they would stop and sleep every night cliff young when he got in there he just ran for five days straight oh, fourth gump of real people legitimately oh my god he ran the race 537 miles in five days and 15 hours and four minutes of just running no sleep no stopping no nothing in the first day all the other runners passed him he, he was running slower of course because he was pacing himself uh they passed him day two they were still miles ahead day three he was catching up by day four he had passed them day five he was so far past them because everyone else was sleeping and then uh day six he just crosses the finish line uh, the the next person came in uh looks like nine nine hours later the next person came in good god yeah that's not good. I mean, he was fine. He said he didn't want to do it again afterwards, but, you know, he, he just well, did it. 
He just he did it. He sounds like a madman. Apparently, in 1997, at the age of 75, he attempted to run 16,000 kilometers, <laughs> basically around Australia. He only completed 6,500 kilometers of it, but it's because mm -hmm. his one crew member, his support staff, got sick. <laughs> And he was like, no, nah, I, I forgot to mention he was 61 years old when he did that uh, first run. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, apparently in the year 2000, at the age of 78, he did the six day race. God damn. He, I don't think he did it straight through. If he did, I don't know how, but he, at the age of 78, he did a six day run race. Uh, man. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. Oh, madman. I don't think you have to be able to do that to have self esteem and self confidence, but like that would certainly help mm -hmm. to do something like that and be like, hmm. it's interesting interesting though because i believe that self-confidence can be very subconscious you just have a full understanding of your own abilities you know you can do something it's very easy to do anything when you know you can do it and it's very difficult whenever you look in yourself and you're like i don't know if i can do that that's where doubt comes in and that's where self-confidence can kind of wear away and i think in a lot of situations whether it's public speaking doing a youtube channel whenever people ask or ask themselves can i do this that even asking that question is like starts to eat away at the confidence uh, so you'll get lots of people out there who'll be like, I want to start a YouTube channel. I want to be an artist. I want to be a musician, anything, but I don't know how, or if I can, like even asking that question that I think that's where the self-affirmation stuff does kind of like come into play. But even giving yourself positive affirmation is like trying to fight the doubt inside of you. It's like just. And, and we all have that. I have that in plenty of things. You know, I'm, I'm not perfect at it either. It's just like being confident in yourself, self-confidence. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. For those of you who don't know, um, whenever we were filming In Space, uh, I was there, I played a character called Wug. If you haven't watched it, go watch In Space with Markiplier. Um, and I remember, even though I had filmed with Heist before, we'd done the tour and stuff before, I was pretty confident in what I wanted to do to portray Wug, but when it came to like seeing this this crew that we had, fantastic, amazing crew, by the way, all around, everyone was <laughs> fantastic to work with, but it was very intimidating for me because I don't do a lot of stuff like that. This is like the second time ever I've been on a set that's been that intricate. Tour was a little bit different because there was a lot of stuff behind the scenes, but once we were out on stage, it was just us. This was just people everywhere, and especially for the character of Wug, I had a lot of people helping me out with costume as well as like keeping cool 
whole there was there was a whole ordeal and we had a filming day where it was all wug all day it was a very heavy costume very hot to wear and i remember like at the start of the day i had all of these nerves come in and i was like i cannot afford to screw up today if i mess up I'm going to put us back. We're not going to get everything done. Please don't screw up. Everyone's going to judge me. They're going to hate me. And like, even though I knew what I was going to do, and I knew I could do it. That all started hitting me at the start of that filming day. And I was like, oh man, I got to shake this off. I have got to shake this off. I'm like shaky, nervous. Uh, what are my lines? I know my lines, but I'm forgetting them. It's, it's like, as soon as I let some kind of doubt creep in because I was afraid of a consequence of messing up, then it made it very difficult to actually do a good job. Mm-hmm. And for me, whenever things start to actually become easier a lot of the time is whenever it's crunch time, I don't have time to have doubt or fear. And as the day went on, I think we were actually, did, we stayed pretty on schedule. We did pretty well. Oh, yeah. We had some big scenes with some longer takes. There was a lot more lines, a lot more action. It was just, we had some scenes that took a lot longer and there was a lot more intricate parts to it. And um, anytime anything went wrong, it was like, oh, thank God it wasn't me that messed up. <laughs> or, you know, it was something like a costume part would go off. It's like, okay, we well, got to repair that real quick. But it came down to like, okay, well, we got to get this done. And then whenever my mindset switched from like thinking about what I was doing to just like, got to crank this out, no choice mm -hmm. now, I was fine. And I find that I'm like that in life a lot, not just specifically with filming, where it's like, whenever I was in school, if I wrote a paper ahead of time and then I edited it two or three times, I would look over and I was like, eh, I don't really like the way I worded this. And I would edit, I would edit, I would edit. I'd turn the paper in and get like a C. If I wrote a paper the night before, it's like, oh, I got to write five pages. It's already midnight. It's due tomorrow. I guess I'm staying till four in the morning. Here we go. A plus, A, 95%. Like I would get an A on that paper. <laughs> if I was a last minute cruncher, I did great. But as soon as I gave myself time to think about it and doubt myself, I would perform infinitely worse. Mm -hmm. And I understand that about myself. And I think a lot of my confidence comes from that aspect of it. It's not that I know I can do it because I know I can do any of us are capable of doing pretty much anything. It's a matter of understanding ourselves. And I know me. I know I'm a lazy sack of shit. <laughs> but when it comes down to having to do something, whenever it's like whenever it's down to the wire, I will get it done because I've got no choice but to get it done. And I've always gotten it done. So I'll no doubt I'll do it now. And it's not because I know I'm that good. It's just that I have no choice. I have to do it. So I'm gonna do it. It'll get done. Bob, it's like what we were talking about with uh, the the oh slubama so where's her sacrifice sacrifice some kind of Klingon ritual what's happening it starts with an S when 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 were we talking about your topic my topic what topic what no superstition Superstition. Superstition. Oh, okay. Yeah. Superstition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to get to. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get to. It's like it's like mm. beginner's love. Sure. <laughs> like yeah. We're talking about superstitions, because because it's like that where when you don't know what you're going into, you don't know what you're not capable of. So you sprint in there and you do great because you didn't know that you couldn't do something. That's why beginner's luck works. It's all about confidence. And then as soon as you do it a few times, you start to understand that you can fail and even the thought that you can fail makes you fail because you second guess yourself and you start to like question what you're doing and you question your self-confidence and it's like i don't know and uh yeah but wait uh, i just gotta say you did great the whole time I, I had no idea you were nervous at all so it never showed always have been whenever we do like the tour every every single tour show that we did the warm-ups 
and like the vocal warm-ups and the skits we would do to like practice i was so uncomfortable as soon as like we would open the curtains and we would there was an audience in front of us i had no nerves at all but it was just us and like you guys were all so good at everything and i was like man they're gonna realize i don't fit in i'm not as good at them at this like i, I had all of this self-doubt every single time we would do warm-ups without the crowd there there's just something about me to where like i don't care like i i love everyone that listens to our show and watches me and everything else but like i don't know all of you guys out there personally but whenever it comes down to like me thinking i'm gonna let my friends down or be judged negatively by like people i'm closer to that hits me really hard and it, it really can be crippling sometimes where like all of a sudden even though i know i can do something i will just start beating myself up until like there's a part of my brain that's like mm, you have to do a song portion well you're gonna screw that up and everyone's gonna look at you and be like man thanks for ruining our show mm. like those kind of thoughts plague me the entire time during warm-ups and i just kind of try to brush them off whatever it's like i'll be fine when the show starts and that's kind of my approach to life i mean i think going through a lot of um hardship that I went through when I was young, like losing my dad and my grandpa, like losing so many people and having to be the adult and just like, do I want to shut down and just mourn? Yes. But would my family want me to continue pushing on and get good grades in school? Yes. So I'm going to do that. My family is mourning right now. I better be the strong shoulder for them and make sure they're doing okay. Am I doing okay? I don't know. I don't have time to think about that right now. And it's just that like, it's that mindset of like, I have to do it. So might as well suck it up, fake it till I make it. And I honestly think for me, self-esteem was a fake it till I make it kind of deal. I kind of just put on the the show when I was younger and I've pushed through pushed through pushed through and then at some point in my adulthood I came to the realization of like okay this is me I know me I know what I like to do I'm gonna be a lazy sack of shit and play mobile games sit here on the couch watching tv oh do I have to put this thing together yeah yeah I'll do it by the end of the okay well I need to use it tomorrow okay it'll be done today and it's done today I can do all of these things I will put things off I'm not the most proactive, but I think that that understanding of myself helped boost my self-esteem because it's like, I know me, I know what I'm capable of, I know what I'm not capable of. And even whenever I have times of doubt, I know that the doubt is something I shouldn't listen to. So is it difficult to push through at that moment? Yes. But will I find a way? Yes. And it's that last part that's the key for me. It's that I know I will find a way and I accept that aspect of it. And that makes it everything else okay. It's like, I can deal with my self-doubt because I know I'll be fine. Hmm. I've done it before. That's cool. Like, uh, not to just constantly keep talking because I, I could talk about this forever. The whole concept of fake it till you make it. When I started my YouTube channel, because I mean, you guys knew me beforehand. Uh, like Bob, you knew me freshman year of college because we were roommates, obviously. Uh, so you knew me and you saw me for who I was. You know, I wouldn't say I was the most self-confident but among friends and when I was comfortable, I feel like I was more outgoing and like more energetic. Wade, you pro you've seen me for longer in early high school. I was not a talkative person. I was not confident. No, I barely knew you in the friend group because you were probably the least talkative. Yeah, exactly. And, and just like the whole concept of me talking in public was foreign to me. Uh, it, it was one of those things where I took a public speaking class in college, but it was just like I barely went to class. And uh, I got A's, though, because I was able to get up on stage and just like talk and I had a decent voice and I could do that. But I I didn't like doing it. Uh, when I started my YouTube channel, I had this vision of who I wanted to be, the kind of person that I wanted to be. I wasn't happy with where my life was. I wasn't happy with the choices I had been making, if I had even been making choices. So I, I had this vision of who this outgoing, outspoken, uh, extroverted person was. And that kind of like became a character in my head. And I called that character Markiplier. And in my head, I was like, okay, Markiplier, this person that I want to be is outgoing, confident, able to do anything, able to like take on the world, able to make everything, able to be this person, um, able to talk to people, able to make videos. And I would 
literally look at myself in the mirror and I'd be like, I can do this, or maybe I can't do this, but I know Markiplier could do this. And it's super weird to talk about now, uh, but retrospectively, that was very important for me, like just, just to get the confidence needed to be like, okay, maybe I can't, but I can imagine myself if I could. I can play that role and essentially fake it till I make it. And, and over time, like the lines blurred uh, because I realized it's not some fake character that I am imposter syndrome embodying. It is just me. I'm capable of all these things. I always was. And the belief in that wouldn't have been revealed in, unless I took a step back, looked at it from a bird's eye view and been like, I can imagine what I would do if I was this kind of person. And I just need to replicate that and live that. And then like things will happen. And over time, just I started to realize I had confidence in myself and I had the ability to speak in front of people. I had the ability to make videos. I had the ability to try to like push myself to make cool things. Um, it helped that it was very fun to do. It helped that it was very uh, rewarding to do. Um, but yeah, it was largely a fake it till you make it kind of thing. What's been your experience, Bob, I guess, with all this stuff since we all had a similar ride and a similar start? Uh, I hated tour. I grew up doing music and the way the coping mechanism that I embraced for confidence was to hide behind my instrument. I played a very I played tuba which sits in front of you. <laughs> you basically don't even see anything beyond the conductor if you're performing in like an ensemble or if I was playing on stage with like my band, I would just look at the drummer. Performing at a thing that is skillful has always been stressful for me because I am I'm not a strong preparer. I'm not a devoted practicer uh, to the extent that I should be. It's not hard to be confident as a musician or as like a comedian when we were doing the tour stuff. If you've practiced for 10,000 hours and you know what you're capable of and you're just prepared out of your mind, it's not hard to go out there and be like, I'm just going to do what I know I can do. Uh, but that's never been my life. I always feel like I haven't practiced quite enough. There was always something, at least one song, at least one part of the show that I was like, ugh, I'm, I'm not prepared enough. And doing the tour where it was just us on stage, I had nothing to hide behind. That was very difficult, especially having to engage with the audience. That was not my favorite, which is funny because I talk about the tour really fondly. Doing the improv comedy stuff on stage with you guys was probably some of the most fun I've ever had performing or doing like YouTube or streaming or anything. It's incredibly fun, but not being able to hide and having to engage with an audience is still tough. Like, and I don't hate myself. I think I'm pretty funny and I'm capable of being witty and funny. And I'm not like I hate myself and I don't like anything I do, but I'm always aware that like mm. could have responded better i didn't yes and i know butted you really hard <laughs> or you know like i did i'm not you know i'm not a very highly refined practiced comedian but i will say the more i think about this the more i think it's kind of all bunk and made up because one of the strongest things for me and this is one that comes up a lot like i like i mentioned earlier with the affirmations is the power of body language over your feelings of confidence or lack thereof. One of the things that comes up all the time is just uh, do superhero pose. If you're about to do something that stresses you out, if you're feeling like you're not as confident as you wish you were, or you want to improve your mental state as you're going into something that's high, high stress, requires a performance from you, if you literally just change your posture, pull your shoulders back, head high, neck straight, 
spread your feet a little bit wider and like put your hands on your hips or like you know do literally do like a superhero who just landed from flying in the sky pose that can absolutely affect and for me it has a very strong effect which seems stupid makes it all seem like <laughs> like it's in my head but like it absolutely works it very much works you, for me you know what makes it seem even stupider but it's kind of like echoing that is there have been studies that showcase if you do that superman pose like you stand with your arms like your fists on your hips kind of like elbows out chest forward stuff like that your testosterone goes up literally your testosterone goes up and your cortisol levels go down i i don't know the exact percentage cortisol is your stress hormone right yes that's the stress one um i don't know the exact percentage but there have been studies maybe that's bullshit but i think this has actually been verified and and it all comes down to confidence not saying testosterone is the originator of confidence it's not but having that kind of feeling good about yourself and and even if it's like you, you're you're kind of faking it by doing a superman pose it, it's about the mind body connection right the mind subconsciously and consciously affects the rest of your body more than you know because the full understanding of the human body still escapes us to this day but the mind body connection is there it's the power of will to influence yourself uh people can lose the will to live and people can gain the will to live and people can get reasons to do something and that can have a physiological effect on yourself. It can't do miracles, of course. It's not going to magically cure you of an incurable illness. Um, but when it comes down to trying to do something or trying to accomplish something, simply believing that you can has a literal physical effect on your body. And uh, I'm sure there are more studies that expand on this, but that's just a little a little tidbit that I know. I, I, I'm seeing something that says testosterone by 20%, decreased cortisol by 25%, but those percentages, who knows that's significant. what is. And it's temporary, right? Yeah. I guess my takeaway really is confidence is a combination of things, and there's no replacement for preparation, but there's also absolutely no reason if you're someone who has to you feel like you lack confidence going into whatever scenarios work or performing or or social situations you can get free confidence just by uh, developing habits not all the list of all the things is going to work for everyone like some some of the common confidence stuff is like uh, take, you know dress nice take pride in your appearance you'll feel better if you look better or like fake it till you make it or make a list like all there's all these different strategies whatever works for you some of them definitely don't work for me the the body posture one absolutely does if you just develop the habit of like you know something's stressing you out you know there's a situation where you're going to wish that you were more confident just so you can do what you want to do or need to do you can get that for free just by developing habits you also need to prepare you also need to be objective and real about you know what are your strengths what are your weaknesses that will help you manage going into situations especially if they're important or if they're for work or something. But free confidence is free confidence, man. There's absolutely no reason not to do the superhero pose. Affirm yourself in the mirror. Put silly post-it notes everywhere in your life. Like, whatever it is. To me, it all seems goofy. But the fact that it works, even though I'm skeptical of it, the fact that it works for me tells me you literally can gain it for free. Any situation, you have to learn what works for you and develop habits. You can be more confident. Yeah. It's totally doable. Because I'm I, I do the same things that you guys do. And, like, I'm not... I'm not super unconfident in myself but i don't 
the way you're talking about it does not how it feels to me. I definitely have down days. There were definitely entire shows on the tour where I could not get out of my own head mentally or afterwards. I felt terrible about it because decisions I made or whatever. Confidence does not come naturally to me in all situations, but you can always improve it. Yeah. And it's so easy to find out some simple strategies that work for you. Were you more comfortable doing the warm-ups or the actual shows? The warm-ups were way worse. Okay, so we're the same on that. Uh, the shows, I were very hit and miss, and it very much depended on the group dynamic and where I was that day. I was not very consistent on tour with like my day-to-day mental state. Mm. Yeah. It's a positive negative. Yeah. And and to echo that sentiment is I also on the tour have moments that I was like incredibly fearful like lacking self-confidence and it was literally performing the music um and it's because i could get up on a stage and i could talk all day and i would never feel uncomfortable but you mean the, when you were playing guitar like yeah, the, exactly. the VIP stuff yeah i was playing and okay. singing um it's because that's something that i've never really done before and it was something that i didn't know i could do so i i remember very distinctly when i went up on stage to do the first song my hands were shaking i've never gone on stage and had my hands shake from just the adrenaline pumping my heart was thundering in my chest i was literally afraid and i didn't know why because i i can talk to people but the concept of performing something that i could mess up and if i mess up i can't really i don't know how to make a joke out of it i don't know how to play it off it's literally just like on me if i mess up it's bad it's either good or bad and i don't want it to be bad and i don't know if it could be good by the end of the tour i was better at it but i was for weeks i just dreaded dreaded the moment of getting on that stage and playing that song i dreaded it but i think uh, what it boils down to is like self-confidence isn't not being afraid of doing something it's not it's not not doubting yourself it's overcoming it right um yeah i would agree with that yeah it's like knowing that at the end of the day like what you said wade with you just have to do it you have to get it done go do it if it's bad it's bad but you're just gonna like it has to be done there's no other choice and 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 like bob it's like it's the practice thing it's like doing it repetition style like you you need to be bad at something you have to be bad and you have to be okay with being bad because it's obviously going to be bad. Your first time doing anything, unless you have incredible beginner's luck, is going to be bad. And it's going to be bad for a long time. And you just got to like tough through it because over time, that that free confidence, it's just like you've done it so many times that you know you can do it. There, There isn't even room to doubt it because you, you have the evidence of you doing it a thousand times before uh, in, in a thousand different situations. And uh, I, I think where we are as whatever the hell you would call us, internet people, uh, YouTubers, streamers, whatever, podcasters, podcast professionals. Uh, mm. we, we've done all this a thousand times. We've, we've talked to each other a thousand times. We've talked to each other in front of people a thousand times, more than a thousand times. Um, so we just kind of have this innate confidence in doing what we do. It doesn't mean that there's never a day when I walk into the square and I'm like, oh, I don't feel funny today. Oh God, I don't think I'm going to be a, like a good host or I don't, I'm not confident in my topic or I don't know what's going on, but we've done it so many times. I'm like, I know you guys and I know us and our dynamic. You guys will pick up where I lack. It'll be fine. And if it's bad, like Bob, your episode, I know you hate it. It's 
it's so funny. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's so funny, and people love that episode. I love that episode. I listen to that episode. It's so good. Oh. The thing that you have going for you, Bob, in all these moments, like on tour, like I, I, I was never nervous to go on with like any of you guys and do whatever. Like I knew that you guys would hold up your end, but like there was never a moment where I doubted that you were gonna have a great skit, Bob. Every time I went on with you, I was like, okay, well, I know if I'm bad, Bob will carry this one. Like I, ne I never even realized that you had doubt about yourself or anything like during the show because like you you were always when I was like okay thank god he'll he'll heavy carry me I'm, I'm feeling really unfunny right this moment so whenever I was having those moments like I don't know you you were definitely a person I was like okay well no matter what it is Bob will be funny and if we screw up Bob's even funnier because like you have this thing where you recover and even if you don't recover the scene or you know you do an episode of this that we've already done before like the same topic whatever your reaction to that and the way you like go about it is so funny your rage at the fridge you're like oh god okay well we've done this episode I know I don't know just you have that it factor about it's always funny <laughs> It's just always funny. I think you're the funniest of us. And I think you're like a, a key part of all of the things that we've done over the years. So that that's mind boggling to me. Like, it, I guess I wouldn't say it shocks me that like we all have self-confidence issues from time to time. Cause I think that's the truth. Mm -hmm. I think what Mark said is right. Like the reason we do what we do is because the first time or the first hundred times we were just like, gotta push through. And then eventually repetition, like you said, Bob, like, practicing, like we've just done it so many times. I remember recording YouTube videos and like up until I was streaming regularly, every YouTube video I did, I still like, I would have to like psych myself up before I press the record button. Cause it's like, I'm I'm not as funny as my friends. I'm not as funny as this person. Like, God, okay, I gotta really, gotta really be on today and record this one. All right. And like, I would have to like, I would try to think my way through it like that before I would start recording. Cause it's like, I would think like, man, I'd much rather be watching any of you guys over me right now. So I don't know why anyone's gonna watch this, but here we go. And then after streaming and like having live feedback and getting more just repetition into making content because streaming I do for a lot longer YouTube it's like you know sometimes you turn on a, a you'd hit record you'd record for 15 minutes you'd have your video done streaming it's like you know a minimum probably of an hour to three or four hours that I stream and it's just like I'm live I'm there the content's rolling whatever and now if I do a YouTube video separately it, it just it feels like a much shorter stream it's like oh well, that was quick that was easy and it's literally just that it's the repetition mm -hmm. it's I've done it so many times now it's like okay I know I can do it so whatever let's just get it done or let's have fun with this or you know whatever the mindset might be that particular day if you're having a good day bad day mm. but um yeah so i guess to everyone out there just know even to this day after uh, a decade of being in the public eye almost i guess almost a decade for bob and i a decade for mark now we still have days where we question ourselves and i guess the difference is the whole fake it till you make it like you know do it and then do it again and then do it again and eventually even if you have a day where you doubt yourself at least you know you can do it because you've done it yeah. and i don't know i'm not afraid of messing up anymore i'm not afraid of like stuttering through a sentence i'm not afraid of like when i play phasmophobia i, I brag about being the best phasmophobia player than notoriously i get insta karma and murdered or i do something really stupid and die but like i know that even though those moments make me look like an idiot people enjoy that and that enjoyment is a victory mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's important for everyone listening at home who might have self-confidence issues is to understand that everyone does too. Yeah. Everyone. There is no one out there who doesn't doubt themselves uh, at any given point. And if you just push through that, if you push through it eventually, and no one knows how long that road of, to eventually will be, you'll get to a point where you will be confident in your abilities. It's just a matter of time and effort. That's really all it is. All right. Um, I guess I should wind this thing down. Uh, any final thoughts or things you want to say uh, from either one of you guys? Uh, not really, no. 
Uh, you're beautiful. Uh, love your face, and everything that you stand for is wonderful. Bob, would you like to add any butter to me or the audience? Uh, you seem fine, and the audience is cool, so give me some points. Oh, sure, you can have eight points for that. Hey! Hey, hey, pretty man. How you doing? Oh, thanks, Mark. No, uh, you also, yeah, but wait, can I have points? Uh, yeah, two points. Uh, hey, that's pretty good. Okay, thank you. That's twice as many as one point. All right, well, I'm sure we could have talked a lot more about this, and hopefully this was entertaining and or, I don't know, informational for some of you guys out there, eye-opening to understand that even, even we, the invincible online personalities... I hate talking about myself that way, dude. I still feel like a normal person. <laughs> All I know is I laughed for every single second of the entire episode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is a comedy podcast, and you know what to expect, listeners. <laughs> it wasn't the funniest episode. I feel like I don't host the funny ones. I host like weird, random topic ones, but I kind of accept that too because I don't know. I, I think of something. I try to think of topics, and it's like I'm like, man. I'd really like to hear your guys' thoughts on this. And uh, I I really love the ones where we're like, all right, tell me how you'd kidnap a babysitter and turn her into glue. Like, those are always fun. But <laughs> whenever I'm thinking of a topic, I never think of that kind of thing. Didn't we do an episode where we were like talking about like how to how to make a best friend or something? It was involved like yeah. kidnapping and yeah. Like, I love those kind of topics, but I never think of them. Whenever I think of a topic, it's always like, man, I, I just love to hear my friend's thoughts on this. I guess that's the philosopher in me. That's what this podcast is about. It's just us talking. Anyone having any other expectations is fooling themselves. We're idiots most yeah. of the time. That's another thing, though. That's another self-confidence issue. It's like, is this a good topic? And eh, no one's going to like my topic. Like, I guess I think that way, too, whenever I'm hosting. I don't know if you guys do that, too. But whatever. It is what it is. It's out there. I'm a great and confident host i've never made any mistakes that i regret for the rest of my life yeah I, I didn't just admit earlier that i come into these being i'm not funny no not me no no well, no your, no your no. approach is brilliant though bob because you could look back at our most popular episodes and be like man let's do that topic again because i know it worked <laughs> <laughs> you think i didn't do that the first time it was all on purpose yeah, of course. Ah, we should have seen your wisdom. I'm just that smart. Mm. Huh? If you promise to do your fridge next episode, Bob, I'll give you the win right now. Uh, crazy <laughs> follow-up story about my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't know if you exuded confidence in that. But anyway, let me wrap this up. I have too much fun here. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I guess looking at the points. Honestly, I'd like to give the win to me just for having you guys here because I think helping nope, you guys help nope. me... Uh, I feel like the real winner, but I can't do that. So, but yeah, you guys have been awesome. Um, you guys have helped my self-confidence a lot over the years. So thank you to you both, but there can only be one winner. And, uh, I definitely have all the points added up already. Um, Mark, I'll give it to you because your last butter up comment was just enough to edge you over. Yes! 36 to 35 win. Yes! I can't believe that worked. Oh, it was just enough. It was just a little bit Our of Our a... listeners should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, I don't care. I win. My confidence is surging. Oh, I feel great. Maybe I should be ashamed of myself, but I don't know. I have that little extra confidence boost was what I needed for the day. So thank you, Mark. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I can't tell, Mark. Are you happy about this? Yes, yes. <laughs> Very or are you slowly humbled. becoming the Tasmanian Devil cartoon character? <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, yeah, well, I guess if you did a side-by-side, -side, it would not be that different. So, uh, I'm humbled. I'm humbled by that. <laughs> he does spit about as much. Uh, dude, uh, Bob, how many times have you recorded side-by-side -side with Mark and just left needing a bath? <laughs> I apologize yeah, for all those moments. <laughs> I apologize. That was, uh, that was, uh, that was someone else. I was faking till I'm making someone else. I don't know why. I just thought of the moment we did a stream of Minecraft. I think it was a charity stream a long time ago. And we had this machine. And I think we had a whole bunch of diamonds and you turned them into pork chops. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like Tech yeah. It or Technic or whatever it was way back in the day. That was also the infinite explosion because we you wired solar panels to each other or something. Oh, yeah. It was an explosion powered by the sun. <laughs> How does that even work? God. I don't think that's how it works in real life. I don't oh, know. good times, though. Good times. Oh, good times. All right. Enough of that. We're going to wrap up. Thank you guys for joining. As always, it's been a pleasure. And uh, hopefully this was a good episode for all you out there listening and you got something out of this. If not, then hey, maybe you made it to work or an hour of your time was killed and you're welcome. <laughs> maybe we stole time from you like the time bandits we are. What if we could do that? Just suck away our listeners' time and give it to ourselves? Oh my god. We, well, oh, give it to ourselves. I was about to say, that is what we do, but yeah, the giving it to us part. Yeah, no, I just want to milk them for their life hours <laughs> Ooh, that sounds like a good thing to do yeah <laughs> mm. not at all terrifying <laughs> well thank you guys for joining congrats to mark for winning we'll see what mark wants to do next week have yourselves a great week you can uh, get merch we have merch for distractible we all have our own socials you can find mark markiplier pretty much everywhere bob's my skirm he streams on facebook i'm wade uh don't look for me i don't want you to find me stay tuned for whatever comes next week and uh, have a good one till then. Podcast out.